One, two, three, four, five. Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are on episode live. I don't remember what the number is. Episode live. I think we're on episode 95. But Blue's here. 95 and live. Woo. In America. Oh, what was that? Blue's looking at himself in the camera. I am. Anyway, so uh, I, I see that you're pouring some... Yep. Just... Ah, I just slapped it. the mic. Ding. We knew that was going to happen. Um, but yeah, so we are currently sitting here in the United States in my uh, dining room, which we have temporarily converted into a studio. It is beautiful. Yeah. That bookshelf and stuff was already there. We just added the cameras and all the equipment that you guys can't no, see. No, we bought an entire bookshelf with books just for this. <laughs> oh, God. And Blue's here with his flat cap and suspenders. Looking mighty fine. And I'm wearing a blazer with an anime shirt. Is it an anime shirt? Well, it's, it's from um, Catherine? Catherine. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's the... That's the only game I know that's got sheep in it, that's why. Yeah, Stray Sheep. It's the bar in the game. I was trying to explain it to um, Sweetie mm. yesterday. Mm. And I was like, it's like a dating game where you're a sheep and you die. And there are block puzzles. Yeah. Anyway, though. So, we've been doing activities here, and uh, that's going to be most of what we talk about uh, on the podcast. Activities, you're here on vacation, we've gone I am. out and done I'm things. here, I'm in America, it's uh, very different to Britain yeah. in every way. But yes. Good. Uh, should we start with what we did yesterday? The range. What did we do yesterday? The range, yes. <laughs> so, of course, you know, two people coming home from the UK, what was the first thing I thought to suggest? Let's take them to a shooting range. Mm. There's actually quite a good one near where I live. Uh, they allow you to rent all kinds of fun weaponry, some of which you can't actually buy as a civilian. Yeah. Oh, God, we should have rented the Vexa. Actually, <laughs> that, that might not have been rentable. It, and it was a machine gun, so it would have been the higher cost. Yeah, it would have been. So renting a machine gun there is like 75 bucks. But we did try uh, firing a rifle. What, what was it we actually ended Blackout, up Blackout um, rifle. We didn't go with the subsonic rounds. Yeah, yeah we went with the supersonic rounds. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so uh, spent some time at the range. We found out that Blue, despite his very first time shooting, was actually not that bad. Yeah, well, I mean, okay. This is going to sound like... It's completely incomparable, but there you go. Mm. When we were young, uh, me and my brother used to go to the arcade, and there was like a... Think of like a, a Grand from World War Two. Mm. World War Two, Yeah. Yeah. Um like a, a, a mock shooting range where it just fired like a laser at mm. a target and so you had to be actually rather accurate you had to use the sights etc um and i mean it was fairly heavy for a child so i, I think i had a kind of i guess a little bit of little fake bit of practice. practice the thing is it, this is something that will probably drive people who are really into guns a little mad me saying this but you do pick up a decent amount from video games mm. like some of the Basic I mean, concept. I wouldn't know anything if not for video games. Yeah, but yeah, we tried uh, you know various different ranges. Um, we tried that. The other thing that um, God, it can be. It's expensive if you want to go the there and range. really yeah no if you really want to like fire a lot of rounds because we got we got forty rounds for the rifle. Yeah, and we blew through them relatively quick, like quickly. Less than forty dollars. No, it was right? more than fifty. Was it? Yeah, I think it was oh. like thirty dollars a piece for the ammo. 
per, per box, and that was 20 rounds. So $60? I'm pretty sure it was around $60. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. To be um, fair, if you're going to fire handguns, that's not that expensive. Yeah, the handguns, well, so it depends. The um, So we, we fired a, I, my 9mm and my uh, 22, yeah. and then we rented a, um, a rifle. The, the, what was it? The blackout that uh, yeah. Blue was just mentioning. And so that was a lot of fun. Yeah, the ammo for the twenty-two is very cheap because you can get a box of five hundred rounds for like ten dollars, mm. and I bought a, a ton of them when I did. Um, and so I've still got bunches of them left over. The twenty-two. Hang on, no wait. The twenty-two. It's a tiny one, the one with no recoil. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Sorry. No, so we, yeah, we used three, 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 eight rounds, nine mil, and twenty-two, and twenty-two. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not used to 22 because I don't think there's really any games out there that use 22 rounds. It's because if you're playing a video game, it's like the worst gun to use in like a wartime situation because yeah. it's basically, it's like a little But it's so thing. much fun. <laughs> it's a great gun to learn how to shoot on. Well, that's when, when you first showed me, I was like, was this 45 ACP I was thinking? I was like, oh, God, no. Is that... Mm. It does, it does kind of look, it looks a lot like a Luger. Um, yeah, if you can, yeah. There were a lot of Lugas on display. Oh yeah, yeah. They had that. That, that place is great. That's um, some really nice. Dare I say it? Skins for the guns. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the things. <laughs> the very first thing you saw when we went in there was like, oh, there's a vector on the wall. Oh, it look. It's, oh no, no, no that, that wasn't really a skin. That was just it was. It was white. skin, but you, no, no. I was talking about the comment of like you're like, oh god, it's like a lot bigger than it looks in a game. Yeah, vector. Because that's like an SMG. So I recognize that from. I'm going to say all my sources where I recognize yeah. things from. Killing Floor 2. Hmm. Uh, the, the the Riot class, hmm. whatever the hell it is, they have all the SMGs. And yeah, you see the Vector in that game and you're like, it's like a fun little interesting looking gun. Yeah. Kind of like the P90. Yeah, but it's, it's a lot It's bigger. fucking huge. <laughs> it's a big... It, it, it's, a, it's a lot bigger than it looks in the video games. Yeah. yeah. Um, as my, mind you, it had like a suppressor that was as big as the gun itself, practically. So yeah, there was that. that. Too. So that's a good uh, transition to the next a bit. Oh, that, that's the other thing. Just quickly before we move off, in terms of like accuracy, um, it's crazy because we've been shooting like at relatively close range with the pistols, like ten to thirty feet. Then we went over to the rifle. And tried that at oh, like way more 50 accurate. feet. And it was so much easier to hit. I mean, but it makes sense. Okay, I will say. So you got a lot better grip strength than me. Yeah. Probably because they use the old... You got those grip strength things. Yeah, yeah. And I'm always using those. I also um, used to do a lot of rock climbing. So I fucking sucked with the 9 mil. Yeah, that thing has a lot more kick. You to were it. quite angry with it. I... I think got the majority of the shots I actually hit on the poster <laughs> yeah but your clustering was a little all over the it was place. fucking awful the uh 2 the the luger mm. i think i was hitting it fairly accurately at like 50 feet yeah well that was something we tried after we used the rifle we, we put the targets out at 50 feet and we're like oh let's let's use the low recoil pistol and see if we can't hit the target still yeah and we we i think we only missed a couple shots even at that range they all hit the the poster at least if yeah. not accurately. I think I got, I got one bullseye at yeah. the 50 feet, and I was like... Oh, one of the funny it. ones was, I think I tried using... It was either the 22 or the 9mm, and I, I was trying it at that very long range. Yeah. And I took a shot, and it hit, like, you know, right center of mass on mm. the target. And you're just like... No, no. Well, 
And you were like, oh, that's such a good shot. Yeah, I was like, but I was aiming for the corner. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I, I missed what I was aiming for. You, all of, you, you were aiming for the head at one point, mm. and you fired, like, what was it, 10 rounds in? Mm. And they all hit exactly center of mass. I was like, holy shit, guys, you did so well. I was like, yeah, but, I but was no. aiming for the head. <laughs> God, that, that's a, oh, God, that's a line from, uh, have you seen Firefly? Just a quick little tangent here. There's there's an episode. I, I want to say it's the second episode where this big guy, the Jane, uh, is big guy called Jane. He's called Jane. Okay, it's, it's a joke in the show. Anyway, okay. Um, yeah, so he is trying to like you know take over the the ship because a couple guys got captured or something like that. Yeah. And so the doctor like dopes him. Right. And so near the end, there's a shootout in the ship, and he comes to like there's one guy left, and he's about to hit somebody with a knife, and he gets shot in the leg and goes down mm. and you see jane still groggy from like the morphine on the the gangway up top and so he's like oh nice shot and he's like i was aiming for his head <laughs> <laughs> just a, it just it made me think of that yeah um also it, i think it really because they they hammered into you like over and over you got to have the, the yeah. headset on you got to have the goggles oh, on the whole up. time you're in there it's like, okay, okay, you think it's like safety and stuff, but it really was amazing because the first like yeah. 10 seconds we walk into the room... The guy in, in the stool next to us. He was firing like a very high caliber rifle. Yeah. And so it's just this, even with the headset on, it was like this boom that you felt in your chest. Um, yeah, I think later on he had an M4A1 out. Mm, yeah. And was someone was doing burst rifle. I think it a was burst him. Rifle. I th- yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. There were a few people in and out. There was obviously a party at, at the beginning when we came in at the far end. Yeah. There was a party of guys that never done it before. It's, yeah, it seemed like that was maybe like a bachelor party or something like that. Or they just... Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they, they were... In that, that's where the um, attendant was paying the closest attention to. Yeah. Not they, to us. The people who, yeah. you know, never well, held the gun before. Well, the thing was, I think she was watching us at first, but she, then she realized she was, we weren't being stupid. Well, yeah, and I, she watched me, like, actually show you how to grip the gun and yeah. how to, like, where the safety were, the step to load it and everything like that. Um, the most, the reason, in fact, the only time she came over was, like... It, when she was trying to help Alicia. Yeah. 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 Um, so, anyway, so, moving on to the... So, we don't spend... The entire podcast in this topic. Talk about guns. What we're in America, cuz. <laughs> there was one last thing I wanted to say on this, and I um I think it really set things up because you get like people who are like, oh, guns, big, scary, they're mm. horrible, horrible things, weapons of war, and all that fun stuff. But you will never find like friendlier, like more wholesome people than when you go into like either a gun shop or a shooting range. Yeah. Case in point, we went to a small like gun and tackle shop to pick up ammunition because it was going to be cheaper than buying it at the range. What's the first thing that happens? This adorable dog comes running over to us to greet us as we walk into the gun store. And Very all... sweet hunting dog, yeah. Oh, it was, it was adorable. Uh, yeah, so that was Alyssa's entire experience at the gun shop. She never <laughs> even looked up. Yeah, and you know who's who's selling us the ammo, but this sweet little old lady. Yeah, and I don't think it's I don't think it's because everyone's like everyone around here has a gun, so if I do something wrong, people are gonna shoot me. I think yeah. it's more like I'm in a place where there are people who aren't judging me for having a gun. <laughs> more yeah. like like I enjoy I enjoy using guns, and I'm out here to have fun, and everyone else is too, so we can well, relax. And I think there's there's one of those things that. Um, the people at those those locations they tend to be very safety conscious 
Yeah, well, so, you've like, got to be, haven't you? Yeah, everyone's... Well, exactly. You're, you're handling something that could potentially, um, you know, if you handle it incorrectly, harm you or somebody else near you. Yeah. Um, case in point, the time... I, I know I've told this story on the podcast before, but Juan took his wife shooting one time. Mm. And she, she yeah, couldn't yeah. figure out the safety or something like that and, like, panicked and turned towards him with it. Yeah. And he was like, everyone else in the room just ducked. Like instantly, that's the kind of like environment. But I mean, he corrected it very quickly. The safety instructor came over and helped her. But it was it, the blood was mopped up very quickly. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. One, one, he only has like a you know mild bullet hole in his yeah. face. No. He's only got one arm now. That's why you call him Juan. <laughs> oh god. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. So that that was that experience. That was a lot of fun. And now that I, I live closer to that range, I probably think I might get a membership there. Practice a little bit more. Yeah. Um, especially with the the nine mil, because I like it felt really good. Like when I was actually clustering shots, I was like, "Oh, this is mm. like." Yeah, when you actually get a really good streak. Mm. I remember it came back at one point, and I was super happy because it was all like within about a couple of centimeters. And then I noticed that one of them was like off the bottom <laughs> of the page. Almost, <laughs> it's the only one. And I was like, "Damn it!" So close to a perfect streak. Yeah. Oh god. Um, but no, the holographic site. That was also really fun. That was, yeah, and that's the thing. I can actually buy one of those now mm. because I don't live in a state that restricts everything. I don't know why that makes it any more lethal. I really it don't. It doesn't make it more lethal. It's because of the way the laws are set up in my, my home state of Massachusetts. Yeah. The way they set things up is that every single component of a gun has to be legalized instead of the other way around. Oh, so just no one could be bothered or something. Yeah, so you can only you can get certain colored sights but they have to be green because no one could be bothered legalizing the red ones. Can these days holographic sites, can you not just have like, honestly, I'm surprised they haven't gone the way of keyboards where you can have fucking rainbows shooting through your <laughs> fucking keyboard. I, Oh my God. I wouldn't be surprised. Although that was, you remember when we walked in there though, they had like, they had the teal gun. They had the, like the white one with the, the stenciling on it. Right when we were walking in. The Glocks. Yeah. The, the Yeah. The Glocks looked fucking amazing. Yeah, they had they had colored, you know, fashion icon yeah, fa Glocks. Yeah, fashionable Glocks. Um, um, and I like I, how it was just the Glocks, that were pretty much in the whole store that were. Yeah, I mean, because everyone knows Glock. It's it's one of the most like like I, Glock is basically like the pickup truck of pistols. Like you can, it, it's well maybe not pickup truck as well. It's the perfect like general purpose one yeah you can use it for self-defense you can use it for target shooting you can use it for um you know concealed carry because it's it's relatively small it's, i would say yeah it's definitely the most famous followed by maybe like the, a 1911 mm. no the deagle actually yeah deagle very famous they, but they, no one can fucking use it no we we <laughs> joked about potentially renting one of those but yeah, fuck no no <laughs> that it's would like, be too much for me <laughs> i'm pretty sure i would have a hard time controlling that because the nine it, it has like the kick from what i hear is going to be at least well close to twice as strong yeah. as the one from the nine mil and that one you can control it but you really have to be prepared for it yeah firing the nine mil i would like aim for a particular part of the poster fire mm. and apparently it hit somewhere because you're saying that i was actually landing hits but i couldn't see where the fuck the bullets were going <laughs> By the way, if anyone's curious about this, we did take some videos at the range. Yeah, um, well, I'm sure it's going to be overlaid on this video, maybe. Depending well, on production quality. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that depends on how much time I want to spend editing. But I, it's going to be an independent video as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right.
Moving on. What should we talk about next? As you, as you try to untangle your well, glass. Let's go, let's go aquarium. All right. So today, um, because uh, we talked about things that we could do in Boston. Yep. And um, we went spearfishing. <laughs> that, like the hacking attempts. The hacking attempts. We had to take cybersecurity training at work, and it's like spearfishing is when you know the person you're trying to target to get their details. Oh, I see. Anyway, uh, no, no, we went to yeah, went to the New England Aquarium down in Boston Harbor. Yep. Um, and I hadn't been there since I was, I, I think, before I was ten. Yeah. If I had to guess, I'm I'm sure. It, once I talk to my mother about it, she'll correct me if I'm wrong. But we left Alicia with the seals. She's still there now. <laughs> that just was bowling around. That was that made the day. Like right, we get we buy the ticket to the aquarium. We're yeah. about to walk in, and then boom, sea doggos. Sea doggos, so many, like four of them. Yeah, and well, not only that, the first one we see is this fat one that's just floating and napping yeah. in place. When when they do the 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 breathing in and out while they're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Just head above the water. God. Oh, that's so sweet. But yeah, yeah, so we walked around. And the place, I said this after we left, but the place is smaller than I remember. But I think, again, when I... It's I, a lot of height to it. Yeah. There's, there's The way the Boston one is, is there's a, a giant tank in the middle that has all kinds of huge fish. A bunch of, like, giant turtles. Mm. And... The um, thing is, though, when you go to an aquarium, what you want to see is the really varied fish. Mm. Like... Every aquarium has the, and this is gonna sound like I'm being really mean to a whole bunch of fish, has has the filler arcs, <laughs> where it's like, oh, it's a bunch of minnows. They're gray and there's lots of them. <laughs> cool. Yay. Let's go see the turtles. <laughs> Honestly, that was one of the coolest. So this big tank in the middle has a spiral ramp that goes up around it, and um, it, again, if I remember to, I'll put in some photos that I took because I took a bunch of photos and a few videos while we were there oh you took some videos okay. yeah yeah I took a few videos especially of those because one of the first things we saw at the bottom of the spiral tank were two turtles like sort of like tandem swimming you make it sound like they're fucking they weren't fucking they weren't no I, I was trying I was trying my best to make it sound like not sound like that for complete clarification the turtles were not fucking blue says directly to the screen instead of the camera not fucking <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> oh God, yeah, there was, but no, it was it was cool seeing them. And then they had this, and I remember it's funny because I remember this turtle from when I was there as a kid, because that turtle they had this giant one that has been yeah. with the aquarium the since boy. it opened. Yeah, they said they had it for fifty two years. No idea what it was doing before that. Um, Stealing drugs on the streets of Chicago, <laughs> which means that turtle has. I was about to say something very stupid. Um, I was about That's to say, different. I was about to say that turtle has aged 20 years since I saw it 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, probably about that. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's it, it was it was cool seeing it. It was absolutely massive. I think that turtle mm. was probably the size of this table. It was heckin' chunker. Yeah. yeah, this was a baby one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a little well, one. baby one. Baby, yeah. It was about the size of like a small dog. Yeah. Um, but we also saw a bunch of other various creatures. They had they had the other seals. Yeah. They had the birds. We were watching it and one, they, two of them were perfectly perched on a rock and the other one swam by and, and shat itself. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a little bit... Because the ones on the rocks were like, 
so poised Majestic, and like, yeah. oh, look at me. Just and then one stream shit. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, I don't, we didn't take a video of that. Yeah, I took a couple pictures of the ones on the rock. <laughs> yeah. But I think I was actually taking a picture of them when you guys saw it shit. Yeah, we were like... <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, um, um, lots yeah. of fun. It's smaller than I remember, but it's still like a really cool thing to look at. Um, they do a bunch of like conservation stuff around New England area too. I think all aquariums all over the world, apart from maybe SeaWorld, have I, to. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like aquariums and zoos, that's kind of part of their thing. Yeah. Like, Unless you're a bad place, like a SeaWorld. Is SeaWorld bad? SeaWorld's really bad, apparently. Oh, okay. I don't really pay attention. I don't think I've ever been... Look it up for yourself, because I don't have the exact details, but... Yeah. I don't even know where SeaWorld is. Or Orlando? Where I find one. Oh, oh, yeah, down in Florida. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they were the penguins. We can't forget the penguins. Mm. The penguin mafia. How did I forget about the penguins? First thing we walked in on. No, so, there, yeah, there's, there's multiple penguin exhibits. Yeah. Well, it's so essentially... It's, there's the African penguins and there's the rock hoppers. Yeah. They've got the they've got the penguins, that giant spiral thing. There's a giant square enclosure below that. Yeah. Where the penguins can swim around. They've got little sprinklers on the rocks that, you know, mist them. But we came across the um I I I, I always called the macaroni penguins. The rock hoppers have the yeah. yellow eyebrows. Yeah. yeah, the ones with the yellow eyebrows sticking out. The thing is they're all like fuzzy, but they all look like angry mob members. They look Scottish. I was going to say Italian, but... Italian? Yeah. Oh. I was thinking like that kind of mob. I see. Especially because one of them had that fur coat on. <laughs> yeah. didn't, it, didn't it look it, like it, he had like a fur vest It was on? dropping its downy feathers, yeah. Yeah. Or but it, so we, we got around to their enclosure and just on top of one of the rocks, there's like five of these penguins all sitting in a circle just looking... With one in the middle. With, and then they were just... <laughs> and it's just one of these like... But you're wondering why I called you all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These other it's your penguins. first time on the big rock. These other penguins are moving in on our turf. We gotta take them down. It's a gang war. The seals. The seals have our back. We move tonight. <laughs> it honestly was. It. it <laughs> that. I, just, I don't know. It was adorable. It was adorable and was. actually kind of funny to look and at. And kind of sinister <laughs> at the same time. It, it's the eyebrows. It, it did make <laughs> them look a little bit more sinister. Yeah. Um, yeah, what else? Uh, there was the, the giant eel. I love the one where it had the um, electric meter above it. Oh, yeah. And it would show you like the amount of electricity the eel was generating in the yeah, tank. Yeah. yeah. It was like hunting. Hmm. I was like, it's not... I couldn't see any food in the tank, so I didn't know why it was... I feel like a lot of predators, like predatory animals, they, like, hunting is their default state. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the other one was resting, so I guess that's when it's asleep. Mm. And then we, we found the enclosure that apparently had an anaconda in it. Anaconda in it. But we couldn't actually see it until yeah, Alicia just... spotted okay, well, yeah, yeah, she spotted it. It was, like, coiled around a log, like, underwater, just tucked it away. It was fucking massive. Yeah. Why, well, it's an anaconda. Was it an anaconda? It was some kind of big ass snake. It was a big ass snake, yeah. I want to say it was an anaconda, but I'm not sure. The thing is, I don't think anacondas. There aren't many snakes that can breathe underwater, as far as I'm aware. They. Well, I think it probably had its head up on shore or something like that, and it was just coiled around that thing. Right. Um, 
We also saw poison frogs. Yeah, they're always cool. We got quite a few of them in they, uh... I was I, I kind of had forgotten that they had stuff that wasn't aquatic life. They also had like reptiles and amphibians. Yeah, still aquatic. Aquatic. Semi-aquatic. Sorry, you fucked me up with saying aquatic. aquatic. How do you, wait, how do you say aquatic? <laughs> I can't. Not do like it. I've got a 16th century loofah shoved up my ass. Aquatic. <laughs> aquatic. Aquatic. We say it aquatic. Aquatic. Um, that's that's very Boston. Of that's you. more the Boston coming out. Oh god. But yeah, the aquarium was a lot of fun. I like mm. going back there. And sharks, stingrays. A lot less sharks than in England. Yeah, they didn't have... I was saying when I was a kid, I was pretty sure in the big tank they had a shark. Right. I'm, either it died or they removed it for some reason. Mm. Maybe it ate something. But, yeah. Yeah. Little, little no, apparently first... you, could, you could touch the mandarays, but I was like, well, I feel like... That's, that's for that, the kids. That, well, no, not, not even that. It's just like... Don't fuck with them. I would have liked to touch. The manta rays were pretty cool. They had a little shallow cool. tank with a manta rays and some tiny sharks were swimming around. Mm. Well, the, the sharks were asleep. Uh, downstairs, the sharks were awake. A couple of them were awake, but, yeah, but most they're little of, sharks. They're not like yeah, sharks. yeah. We're talking about like the kind of like sand sharks. Like not, we're not talking like great whites or something like that. No, yeah, maybe about that big. Yeah, a little bit of a shame because I thought there was going to be. Yeah, more. again, they they used to have a shark, an actual like shark shark mm. in that big tank. I'm I'm almost positive, but I am going off of a memory that's more than twenty years old. Fair, yeah, no, the Bristol Aquarium, Bristol Aquarium is very good, and like I've told you on the journey home, it's like a uh, a big maze of um, areas, but they're all on a linear path, so you don't miss anything. Yeah. And it's less vertical, it's more horizontal. Yeah, whereas the Boston one is more like you kind of go where you go. Yeah, we very briefly saw an octopus. I don't know if you took a picture of the real octopus. I didn't... Oh, I don't know if I did, but I know the one you said. Because it was like getting fed. Yeah, it was way at the top of the tank. We couldn't really see it. Yeah, it was getting fed. And there were a bunch of people in my way at that point, mm-hmm. And that was really annoying me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, was, that was a popular exhibit. Yeah. A bunch of people sitting there. This is a massive fucking fish in the um, the big cylinder. Yeah. That was a big fish. Big fish. Fish would have given the turtle a run for its money. Not the big turtle, the medium turtle. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, but yeah. Yeah, Fun yeah. place. I, and you know what? Speaking of the Bristol Aquarium, I, I was... You haven't been to it, have you? I, they closed... 10 minutes before oh. I got to it. I, w- I was in Bristol. I was like, oh, I'll go see it. And I was like, they're probably not going to close at 5 o'clock. No, they closed exactly at 5 o'clock. Mm. And no so, otters in the American one. I'm yeah. not sure if they were in the Bristol one. I know there are one that says one in Portsmouth. That's true. There's no otters. There were, yeah, plenty of seals, but no otters. Anyway. Otters are quite a common one. <coughs> they're really cool. I love otters. All right. Next. Yes. What's next? I don't know. Well, let's, let's keep going with this theme. The other location that we went to, Montana. Montana, yes. A whole other state. Yeah, we were in Montana for a friend's wedding, which is why blue is out here and all. Yeah. That's why I'm dressed up. This is exactly how I went to the wedding in. <laughs> you had the suspenders. I did have the suspenders. But not the flat cap. No. Um, yeah, wonderful little wedding. And then, no, wait, beforehand, day mm. before, I'm going to mention it anyway. Yeah, go for it. We went axe throwing. Yeah. Kaiser, how did that go? In fact, Kaiser, let's talk about 
your hubris. What, with the axe throwing? With the axe throwing. Oh, yeah, okay. So, axe throwing. This is the first time I've ever thrown an axe. Gonna preface it with that. It was quite a light axe, wasn't it? It Well, one of them was. One, was of, them, one of them was... The white one was light. The red one was heavier. Oh, I never... Yeah, so no we... Anyway, it's, it's an axe throwing bar. They have these in Massachusetts, too. There's one in Somerville. I've never mm. been there before, but it exists. So, I knew that they existed, but I've never been to one. Yeah. So, we're in Montana. This was gonna be, like, the little mini bachelor party... For the groom when we got out there. Um, so, beers and throwing bladed weapons. We could literally remake that in your garden right now. What, throwing axes? Yeah, oh. we've got a hatchet. That's true. Yeah, I have a hatchet right here. Are we allowed to show weapons on the... <laughs> What's, it's sheathed. It's sheathed, it, true. This is not a weapon. This, is, this is a tool. It is. It's made it's, of plastic, it's guys. It's made tool. of plastic. Yeah. It's made of apple juice. <laughs> Soy sauce. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, that says soy sauce on it's, it in case you can't see it on the camera. Yeah. It's important. He's drinking pure soy. Pure soy. He's That's a soy real boy. sign of a man. He's a soy boy. <laughs> you labeled it soy That's sauce. That's like... Is that... What is soy boy? Soy boy is uh, an insult that was... I know it's an insult. You know, it's a meme someone who's a bit pathetic. Explaining. Yeah, okay. no, no, no. It's, it's an insult that was made to... De- like describe um, very unmasculine men. Yeah, I know that because a lot of them like eating a lot of soy. Well, like soybeans, like, not soy sauce. Like not soy sauce, more like you know. Oh, I have. I only eat like soy milk. Oh, or vegetarians. Vegetarians, vegans. That that whole general okay. you know, kind of guy. We do not. We condemn the use of telling people they're wrong for eating vegetarian yeah. stuff. I don't think there's anything wrong with being a vegetarian or eating soy in general. Hell, I can do it. <laughs> but I don't have a lot of respect for, like... People that enforce on other people, yeah. Yeah, enforce on other people. Also, I don't have a whole lot of respect for whiny men. I thought you were going to say men that drink wine. <laughs> God. Um, yeah, sorry, where were we? Oh, axe throwing. Axe throwing. So... Second throw, like the first throw, we they show us basically how to throw it. You can throw it one-handed, throw it two-handed. Yeah. I tried throwing it one-handed. Yeah. It went very well. Sunk it into the target. Did it sink? Nice. It sunk into the target. It didn't get a bullseye, but I was in the general area. Second throw, I decided to be a little bit more ambitious. I'm going for the two-handed throw this time. Yeah. So I'm like, more, more, more arms means more force means more sink. More sink. I threw it way too high, and it's all wood in the back, so it should, in theory, sink or not. Yeah, like bounce you released too early. I released too early, and above the target, way above the target, is a metal sign. It hit the metal sign oh. and bounced right back at my face. See, I was like ten feet behind Kaiser at the time, and there was a table between us with mm. chairs on it. Yeah. All I see, I hear a massive clang, and then I see someone. I didn't realize it was you at first. <laughs> Falling backwards at a fair rate into the chairs. Yeah, I, I basically... So the table, it's its one of those like tall bar Did it tables. hit you or did you just react? I, I saw it coming at me and my reflex was jump backwards. Back. Yeah. And so like I went i went down and basically slid on my ass under the table and knocked the bar stools out from underneath it. Yeah, yeah. Which is good because if I'd hit the table, I would have spilt the beer and that would have been bad. That would have been bad. That's how you get hanged. There was a lot of beer on that table. Was that? Yeah, the uh, the groom's father-in-law had uh, yeah. not father-in-law stepfather had bought quite a bit of beers. 
He bought a bucket of beers to pass around. I'm so mad. So I was jet lagged to all hell at this point, yeah. and I hadn't slept in about 48 hours. Yeah, we were all in kind of a bad state, those of us that had traveled. You had much worse, because you guys had traveled from the UK first. Yeah. And then gone So I've been on three flights. Yeah. And barely slept the night before. I'd only barely slept that that first night. When we got out of the car Mm. to walk there, I could feel... You know when you're drunk, and you know that you're drunk, and you're like staggering a bit? Yeah. You're trying not to stagger, because then you look drunk. Yeah. And then you won't get served at an axe bar. So I was doing my damnedest just to walk straight. Mm. And when we got in there, I was like, okay, I just need something to pick my energy up, right? So picked up a Red Bull. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's why your heart... Yeah. Red Bull, very different to the kind of Red Bull you get in England. Or at least that's how it tasted very differently. It's stronger, and I think they add more sugar here. And I was like, I was drinking, and I was like, I still feel exhausted. Uh, I was sitting down. So I went over, sat on the sofa... No, 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 actually I didn't. I, I, I was up and ready to, to throw an axe. You did try throwing a couple axes. And I was yeah. like exhausted. Well, so and I, I felt my wrist and it was going at like 100 miles per hour in my heart. And, but my whole body was exhausted. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, then, then, I mean, it's a group of guys at an axe throwing place. And they're like, oh, you've got to do it. Come on, come on, get up and throw an axe. Mm. And Adam himself passed me the axe. So I was like, well, fuck, I can't say no to you, that. You've been chosen by the man of the hour. The man of the hour. So I picked up, I did a one handed first, and then I tried the double hand. Both of them bounced, but frankly, they probably landed handle first because my vision was going <laughs> and I couldn't see what happened when it actually collided. Hmm. Um,. God, no, I was just fucking exhausted. I'm so mad I had to duck out of that because it sounded like a lot of fun. It was. And it, it, like once people kind of got a little bit more practice in and started going for it, yeah. then um, it was... The one thing that was like fun to get the hang of was like the flick. Like you, instead of doing the full arm throw, yeah. just flick it with the wrist. That's the thing. Much like with the old trebuchets of old, mm. you, you, you got the long rope mm. and then the real whip of it, right? Mm. So I figured... Gangly as fuck. <laughs> Gonna trebuchet the shit out of this. So I did the overhead double-handed. Um, but yeah. That was a that was quite the night. It, it would have been... Had 12 hours sleep. <laughs> God. Well, that was the thing. So we actually... We had an early, early morning flight. And so to, to, actually, to actually make that flight, we stayed at a hotel at the airport. And yeah. because we stayed at a hotel at the airport... Um, I don't know. It, I know you guys probably only got about like two to three hours of sleep there. Yeah. And well, I, the moment I had set the billow, we were out, but we just didn't have much time. Yeah, I I I ended up waking up really early after we got back there. Anyway, and then there was a major fucking panic because you realized that we actually have to check bags in, but you didn't. Yeah, so we hadn't made time for that. Luckily, you can print your own tags. We got the bags tagged. We got them onto the the carousel. And the timing was actually perfect. Because I I have the TSA pre-check. I can go through the... the It really was perfect. We literally got through security and walked to our flight. Yeah. It was... Well, because I got through. I had enough time to go up to the airport lounge, um, talk to them, and figure out how I could get you guys into the lounge. Because we had a five-hour layover in Salt Lake City. And um, do you know how much how much time they expect you to be there in advance? 
So for international flights, it's say three hours. For local domestic flights, two. Yeah, it's three to four hours. Between three and four hours. Mm. Um, so with our first flight, we were walking around. The, the London um, shops are pretty fucking nice. I will say. There's oh, a yeah, lot I've been more through Heathrow a few times. It's nice there. There's a whole bunch of really high-end like artsy places. So we've mm. kind of walked around that like it was a museum because God knows we'd never fucking buy anything. Yeah. Um, I've bought, the only thing I've bought there um, at Heathrow, because I, you, I mean, you've seen it, it's on the bar over there, but the, um, they, Johnny Walker does these special traveler editions of their scotches uh, and they're yeah. special varieties you can only buy at airports. Right. And so... Is it just the bottle that changes or the actual... Liquor? No, the contents. Oh. It, it's, it's a special scotch they make exclusively for sale in airports. And they were named them after famous like travel. So that one's called like the Silk Road. One's called the Royal Road. One's called the Gold Road. The Rainbow Road. I de- I. <laughs> I don't think there's a Rainbow Road. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, that's actually a, a very nice. Oh, let me finish off that story first. So anyway, mm. I, I get through security, mm. and I'm waiting. Our flight. We have to board at five forty, and at like. 525 you guys get through security yeah and then we go you guys want to buy bottles of water do that and now it's like 530 something and we literally get to the gate and that moment they're like okay we're boarding our section yeah no actually we had just about had time to buy a bottle of water mm. um but yeah yeah the... and then they they'd announced we're boarding it was it was a fun trip though uh, and, I mean, I, I like. So this I was is, so sick of flights after the first flight, and now I'm what, five in. So this is a good, good um, uh, transition to our next topic because you've only flown once before. Yeah. Meanwhile, I fly a lot, almost now, constantly for work. The last week, I've flown five times. Mm, oh, you fly five separate flights. Yeah. 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 Um, the best thing about it is the lounge in Salt Lake City. Yeah. So Salt Lake City. So I, I, I typically fly um, Delta. Yeah. Or one of their partners. Uh, that's that, Virgin. Do we need to get the disclosure? We're not sponsored by them. No. Um, but, Actually, fuck it. If you want to sponsor us, we will more than happily. Yeah, Delta. Take I love your free, flights. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, that's the reason I keep flying them. Their airplanes are nice. Their lounges are nice. Yeah. The service is good. The website's good. Anyway, so I because I fly a lot. I have these guest vouchers for the, mm. the airport lounges. And if you don't know what these are, you go into a lounge, you show your either membership or you use a pass or something like that. Yeah. And they have free food, um, some free drink, and like comfortable areas. There's also like business cubicles, phones. Some of them have showers. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're very good things when you're traveling a lot. We had a five-hour layover in Salt Lake City. So luckily, I had six guest great. vouchers built up. I was able to get you guys in there. Unlimited free alcohol and food. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, we didn't actually eat that much food, but no, we, the alcohol. Mean, yeah, we had a few, like, mini meals. And then we played a lot of cards, and yes, we did also... Try, get... Tried biscuits for the first time. American biscuits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a scone, but with flaky pastry. Mm. They're quite good. Yeah. Well, I couldn't taste any of the ham or cheese that was between it, but the pastry was nice. Hmm. Yeah, the, it, it, that's well, probably like generic cheese. Something I've noticed about America. For a start, the prices are actually pretty similar to England. What's different is that you will get twice the size of everything. Yeah. 
Um, and the price will also be twice the price. So they're like, oh my God, you get so much more in America. Yeah, but the price is also twice as much and you can't get less than that. Depends on where you're going, but yeah. All the places that we've been, I don't think... So the five, the five guys is the... So we went to a five guys the other day, this week. And that one, I think... Was extortion. With, with the burgers, yeah, it is, it is costly. They're good burgers, but they are expensive. The difference, and Alyssa confirmed this, was the fries. Because when you, you guys were telling me about this, you guys barely got any in the well. They in the, in the UK, in. right? Yeah. If you're in the UK, having Five Guys, don't don't have a Five Guys. <laughs> it's the same pricing in America, but you get this tiny little burger, mm. and that's it. Yeah, it was fucking awful. And so we've never gone back to Five Guys in Britain. Yeah, over here, at least you get more good sized burger. It tastes slightly better, probably because it's covered in more crap that's going to kill you one day. Also, I mean, we have good cows. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that, I'm afraid. Uh, the milkshake, very nice. Mm. Although incredibly sweet, and after a few drinks, you won't want to drink anymore. Yeah, there, there is quite a bit of sugar in that here. Uh, mind you, that's like McDonald's, I guess. So, and I, I just don't go to McDonald's anymore. Yeah. If I was younger, maybe I would enjoy it more. Mm. But no, the um, Hanging Five we went to. Hanging Five? Hanging Five. It was yeah, Hanging so that was a restaurant that we went to in Montana called the, yeah, Hanging Five. Really, really nice owner. Mm. Some pretty nice staff. Mm. Um, food portions. Pretty generous. Pretty fucking generous, yeah. Scott's, um, oh God. what was it? He ordered, he ordered a cinnamon roll. A cinnamon roll. And the thing was this big. It looked like a fucking landmine. <laughs> It was a, I kid you not. It was about the size of the plate, and it wasn't a small plate. That big. And it was going like that. <laughs> it just, it wasn't, well, it, the thing is, like, I'm used to going to breakfast places and getting, like, when you order, like, a side of bacon, it's, mm. like, two pieces of bacon. So I ordered... That's sacrilege. Yeah, if you that, order a side of bacon, you, you should get at least six pieces of bacon. That's what this place did. So I ordered two sides of bacon, thinking that'll be, like, you know... Four strips or whatever. It wasn't, but it was pretty good bacon. It was delicious. It was like thick cut bacon, and they gave me a ton of it. Yeah. But then I also had gotten two eggs and, and a, a sausage. giant fucking sausage. Yeah. Wasn't a massive fan of the sausage, I must say. I, I like the sausage. It was it was a jalapeno cheddar sausage. Mm. It was quite good. It could have been spicier. Spicier, yeah. Um, eggs were delicious. Right. Kind of hard to fuck up eggs. I had a, a Reuben sandwich, which I've been excited to get for a long while because I watch some YouTube channels that mm. do food challenges and things. That's why yeah. I'm also super want to do a food challenge at some point in my life. Um, and this Reuben sandwich packed with delicious beef, mm. uh, and you know the usual the gherkins, the cheese, mm. and it was good size. I finished it. That that's the real sign of a really good meal is that you will finish it no matter what. And I yeah. finished that son of a bitch. Well, that that was the thing. That breakfast, despite how much I actually got, I did end up finishing it. Minus like the couple slices of sausage yeah. that I shared around. Yeah, yeah. But Scott got like less than a quarter into oh his cinnamon. I, 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 I would. I can't blame him for that. That's fucking way too big. That much sugar? Oh yeah. my god. Also, I want some like raisins and stuff in there. I, I don't understand people who can have sugary breakfasts. It just... Uh, anyway. But yeah. Food. 
We're good. But the Five Guys thing, just to finish that off. Yeah. In the UK, from what I understand, you just get what's in the cup for the fries. Here, you get that, and then they just fill the rest of the bag with fries. Well, the one time that we've been, because we only have been once after which I said that we were never going to one again. Fair. It was late night. It was after drinking. And it was not clean for a start. It wasn't a very clean restaurant. There were like really? peanut shells and shit all over the floor. Interesting. Which I fucking hate. Don't get me wrong, it's late at night, so obviously it's going to be the messiest it's going to be. Yeah. But it was just... Compared to other fast food chains in England, yeah, way subpar. So one of the things that... Um, so I, I actually was watching like a little mini documentary about the, the Five Guys restaurant. Yeah. And they were talking about how, how it got founded. And really, like one of the things is they... At least the uh, the original ones, the their their whole premise was they would not compromise on quality at all. They only use very specific sourcing, and so if the price goes up, the price goes up. So, so does Subway though. Ah, uh, the the thing about Subway, I've worked at a Subway. Um, it was it was a job I had in college. That's the thing. If you ever want to not eat something ever again, work at the place where they make it. Yeah, it was it was kind of nice that I could make my own little custom sandwich for lunch there. Could you? Yeah, yeah. They, they you were allowed to eat one sandwich a day. Yeah, one shift. You you got one meal a shift. I almost got in super fucking big trouble with one of the places I work because oh, really, th- there was so much waste in it. Mm. So much so that so on the menu there was this like mega platter or whatever the fuck it was called, right? Yeah. And it included six burger slices, right? Mm. Burger sliders come in packs of eight. Yeah. And so every time you made that meal, you had to throw away two burger sliders. Oh, that's awful. That's fucking awful. And I was on a, like, a... Uh, I can't remember what it was, like a 10-hour shift. Mm-hmm. And I was fucking starving. Because they don't give you free food. If you want to... If you want their food, you have to pay for it at lunchtime. That's really fucked. No discount. All right. And I was caught in the back room, like, nibbling one of them before I threw it in the bin. Hmm. And I got the fucking bulking of a lifetime. But the thing is, it's, you're throwing it... <sighs> I know. It's disgusting. So, I can understand some things. Like, so, a lot of, like, grocery stores, as a business model, they'll throw away, like produce that goes over or food that's gone even if it's perfectly good they, they can't legally sell it so they have to throw it out but i can understand them like not wanting people to go dumpster diving and stealing it because they don't work for them but if the employees want to take it home after it's expired what's the harm in it I i've worked so i've worked in food two food like jobs yeah when i was in high school i worked at a hospital kitchen and when i was in college i worked at a subway yeah and in both cases, they were perfectly fine with you having some of the food stock yourself if you were an employee. It was not a good place to work. I, That's, it was, it, so it was. In fact, we had one guy get fired for taking too much food at that hospital job. I'll tell that one after you finish. Go. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say the name of the place because I don't wanna. Yeah, but you don't wanna, Yeah, but they were a, a bowling alley and an arcade and a fast food place and a bar all in one. Right. Mm. There was a day when there were two people working on it. Jesus, for an entire place like that? Yeah. I was on... So, I, I was flicking between two places. I was flicking between the fast food area and the bar. Yeah. And... Also, it was the day when the mandatory monthly checks came in. Hmm. So, you had to... Um, 
like do a bunch of cleaning procedures as well as serve people. Yeah. And it was like you had to clean every single tile of the roof of the fast food area. Now, I don't know if you've ever had to... Have you seen... I don't know how in America. They have like um, square lattice grid of tiles on the ceiling, which you can oh. literally just push them up and then take them out. Yep, yep. I know exactly. Those you get everywhere here. There is a layer of slime about half a centimeter thick of grease that has risen and stuck to the tiles. And it was at that point that I, mo- that I like... No, this is mm. this this is too much. It's not it's not beneath me. Yeah, I I fucking needed a job when I was taking a job, and it was hard work, and that's fine. But doing two jobs at once for minimum pay, yeah, and getting shouted at for not working fast enough, it's like nah. Fuck there, you. There, there comes to it, like even that happens everywhere though. Like my last job, mm. I, I'm working in a like a professional environment, and I realized that they were. They had reduced the department size by a significant margin. I was doing like two or three people's jobs. Yeah. And so I eventually I was just like, I told, I was getting so completely stressed out of my mind. I told my boss, I was like, listen, I'm doing 40 hours a week. Yeah. And that's it. You know, like if, if there's an emergency, I'll help out and stuff like that. But I mean, for, I mean, I think the average is meant to be like 37, isn't it? In the U.S. it's 40. Is it 40? Okay, 40 is enough. the standard work week in the US. I will say, so since I've been here, I have seen a vast number of we're hiring posters for pretty much every yeah, major building. That's true. We were talking about this. So in the US right now, the big problem is the fact that like nobody wants to work. So for instance, I, Which I don't I, understand at all, by the way. I don't know how much, how, I don't know how and how much the government is giving you guys just for free. It's a lot of money. Well, I don't, get, I, don't, I, don't get, I don't get anything because I have a job. Because you got a job, yeah. But Is it like some kind of benefits? No, it's it's all stemming from those giant like COVID relief packages. But they're not that giant. The last one was almost $4 trillion. Uh, but to an individual person, how much is it? Uh, it depends. So the, the lower end of income people were getting um, a few thousand dollars. Um Thousands of dollars for not yeah. doing anything. I got sixty bucks on the first one because I was I was st- even with like the job I had, I was still able to get some money for some reason. I didn't want it, but I mean, I can't even blame the consumers for that. That's the government no, making government's stupid fault. fucking it's decisions. It's one hundred percent the government's fault. But is that state by state or government? So that one is federal, but each state also has their own programs they put in place. Okay. So um, it depends on the state. So places like um, so this is going to promote a lot more low-income housing and yeah, there, there's a there's a bit of that. And Massachusetts actually does something that I, I respect. When we were in Boston, we saw all those new apartment buildings that were being put yeah. up. Massachusetts does something that I really like. It's that they have to, in order for those to be built, the companies building them has to designate like ten to twenty percent of the units for low-income housing. Right. So even if they're building like a high-rise apartment, like say the first four floors have to be for people of more reasonable means. Okay. And um, that's how they're allowed to keep building them on the... the and I, I like that because that's a good thing. You want to make sure that... Because we, we don't want to be New York. New York basically made it so that the only profitable uh, housing that you can build in the city mm. is like luxury apartments. Right. And so it's like a very cheap or very expensive. Is that what you mean? Yeah, there's no nothing for the middle people. They gotcha. all have to live outside the city and commute. Anyway, um, inclusive. 
before I forget, the, the food story I was going to tell, that yeah. hospital kitchen I worked at, they were perfectly fine with you taking, like, we had to prepare meals for the floor. Yeah. And there was always leftovers. And they were like, oh, yeah, take it, eat it, whatever. It's just going to get thrown out. Um, and even if you, like, snacked on some of the, the stuff in the storeroom, no one really cared. There was this one guy, though, who he, he was there when I, I saw him steal, like, a whole pie. A whole saw, pie? A whole pie. I, he, I think he finally got fired because he took an entire chicken. Still alive. <laughs> no, no, it was, it was a frozen chicken. He took an entire frozen chicken home with him. But this this guy was a bit sketchy. I remember like giving him a ride because he didn't have a car. Yeah, um, you gave him a ride. I gave him a ride home because he was on my way home at the time. Um, I, I wasn't like super young. I was, I think it was like sixteen or seventeen. You're an accomplice. No, I didn't. He I didn't give him a ride after he stole the chicken. I gave him a ride home. Anyways, because he didn't have a car, he walked. From the mm. hospital back to his house. And it wasn't a short walk. Um, probably would have taken about 20 minutes to do this walk. So I'm, I, I drove him home and I missed his street turn off. And he's like, oh, wait, wait. Ah, never mind. Just let me off here. He's right next to a bar. He's like, I was going there anyway. That, that's, that's the guy this, this guy was. But A frozen chicken you're taking into a bar. That's going to defrost real fucking he fast. He didn't have the chicken. He didn't? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's my right. This was just... A normal day. He hadn't stolen anything that day that I gave him a ride. Okay, well, you think. Ah, that's true. He could have had anything, like, stuffed in his pockets or something like <laughs> Just that. Just happy to see you. God. Oh, that was... I mean, it was a fun job, but it was also... There was some characters that yeah. I worked with there. I'm sure. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, let's, let's move on from this. We've Should been... we take a break here and then come back to it? Actually, that's a good point. This is a good place to end. So we're going to go into segment three. Yeah. I mean, yeah. How long has this been going for? 53 no minutes. Right. 53 minutes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Anyway, um, this is going to be the end of segment one of the Team CJ podcast. The live Team CJ podcast. I say live, but it's just because we're here in real life. We're not yeah. actually live anywhere. No. no, this isn't going live. Well, we're live for us. We're alive. We're alive. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So you'll hear us again momentarily for segment, segment three. three. Power. Welcome back to the CMCJ podcast. We're on segment three, our continuation of segment one, because we're of still just in the episode ninety five, I think. <laughs> I still didn't check. Okay. <laughs> My notebook's in the other room and I still didn't check. Uh yeah, so um in the interim here. We actually uh, had dinner and watched another episode of Rings of Power, which I think is probably where we should start. Where was that? The fifth episode? It was the fifth episode. There are fifth six episode. out right now. As of the last time we talked about it on the podcast, we had watched episode one and two. Yep. And uh, there have been good things and bad things since then. Yes. The good things pretty much start and end with Elrond and the dwarves. Uh, and a bit of the elves and the... Actually, I was going to say the elves and the human. They're all the elves and the humans. Yeah, you're talking about... Um, yeah, the, the elf that's helped... The, the watcher on the we wall. We need to find people. a better way of calling... I just keep calling him diversity elf. I know you do. And, that's but, why and I'm trying to stop it. I'm, I'm overusing that joke. Because... Um, and I'm overusing that joke because, honestly, his character arc is something that I've found very interesting. Um, but... Let's. Actually, I shouldn't say the care. southerners. That sounds worse, doesn't it? A little bit. 
They're, they're the, the formerly evil humans that are being watched by Elfman. Yes, on the Black Gate. Actually, was it the Black Gate back then? Uh, I don't know. They're the ones that serve the evil people. What we Morgoth need is a TV series depicting what happened during the war, so about 50 years <laughs> earlier. <laughs> they said Amazon didn't go back far enough. They should have set it like what, yeah. tw- 20 years earlier. This, In fact, that would have actually been a good idea because let's that say the first been, season actually. is during the war and then the second season you have about after the war, which is this. That actually would have been really cool. They actually, they, you, you Just say, the closing days of it. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they give that brief synopsis at the beginning of the series that goes over it, but they really don't go into detail as to what happened in the war. And I keep forgetting the name of the guy that was before Sauron. Morgoth? Morgoth. Yeah, I think. Anyway, so... Morgoth. I, episode 3, 4, and 5. Uh, 3 sucked because was there was no Elrond. That's true. We and started three, watching that. No dwarves, no Elrond. No dwarves, no Elrond. Um, so it which was... Are, yeah, you're right. They are the best fucking part. Yeah. Uh, although, um, I did get it. That one was the one where I got my first, like, uh, real hearty laugh out of... And that was so. I mean, go, you just love the dwarves. Anything that comes out of a dwarf's mouth. I do, but I'm not talking about the dwarves. So I'm talking about episode three. So this is where they first get to Numa Numa. Oh, Numa Numa Numa. <laughs> yeah. Numa Numa Numa. That's what I've been calling it in my head. So they get to this island city. They're the um, Numenor. What is it? Uh, Galadriel and uh, Hobo Beggar Pretty Boy get rescued off the raft. What's his name? I don't remember. Aaron or something. It starts with an A, I think. Okay. I'm going to call him Aaron. Aaron Gorn. Aaron Gorn. All right. Because <laughs> that's basically who he is. He's, he's discount Aragorn. He's Aragorn made a love child with the bard from The Witcher. That's a really good description of him, actually. Yeah. Anyway, so um, they get rescued by a ship from Numa Numa. And, sorry, um, I can't remember what it's Numenor. actually. Numenor. Numenor. And so the captain cryptically is like, uh, well, I'm obligated to help you, but I can't tell you where we're going. Captain Guy I actually really like. Captain Guy. I like the way he's been dressed up. I love... He looks like a badass character, he right? He does. But none of his decisions make any sense. Maybe not, but I feel like he... I'm. This is going to be a weird thing. Maybe it's because I know... A lot of my friends have parents now. I like his parenting style. Like yeah, with, no, every time I his son, fa- he like he he loves him. He wants to be proud tough of him. Love. But it's tough love. He's like yeah. he's he's like I'm not going to give you any freebies. And clearly he's failing because his son is a fucking his, his prank. Son is, yeah, exactly. His son's a bit of a prat. Anyway, we're getting out of order here. So they uh, get picked up and sent off to Numa Numa. Where they meet with the queen, and apparently this is a city that fought with the elves against the evil folks. And now they hate the elves, but they don't really explain it. And this was the thing that just like made me bust out laughing, was Galadriel getting like... Oh, this was in episode four. I'm, I'm getting ahead. Okay. But essentially Galadriel goes on her continued pattern of just being an absolute ignorant fool. Like, every time somebody is trying to, like, give her good advice or using a little bit of, poli- you know, political maneuvering or a little bit of persuasion, mm. she has a charisma score of two, to put it in perspective. Pretty, no, yeah, no, I agree. She's, she is the barbarian class. Yeah. 
Oh, actually, that, that's a good, yeah. She only wants to fight. She's terrible at talking to people. And she gets her own party thrown in jail repeatedly. Yeah. Ironically, she is the orc in the party. Yeah. And she wants to do She is what she hates the most. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so she acts like a complete moron and um, nearly gets them in serious political trouble. Um, the queen tells her to basically just you know stay in the city as a guest while she figures out what to do with her by the way kaiser is currently narrating the events for episode three and four and most of five for numenor i haven't i'm still because that just they talk to the queen no no. they do something stupid they talk to the queen they do (laughs) something stupid yeah that's a good point that is a repeated plot point galadriel every interaction with the numenor queen involving galadriel is just something dumb and in fact not even just galadriel the the King, oh yeah, we oh we we find out um, homeless beggar pretty boy is actually the secret king of the Morgoth humans, and oh was that of the Southlands? Yeah, right. That was saying they weren't very crystalline. Anyway, they, they they do a bad job of actually explaining important things in this show. Mm. Like there were multiple times where we're like. I think the entirety of episode three, they keep playing up. Oh, they hate the elves. Oh, they hate the elves. Oh, they hate the elves. And we're both like, why the fuck do they hate the elves? Is they, uh, did they tell us already? We didn't notice. But slight spoilers for anyone that hasn't seen Lord of the Rings in the past 20 years. Yeah. Um, Aragorn is the king of Minas Tirith. At the end. The lost king of it, yeah. But the thing is, he's... That's the, not the Southlands. It isn't, but he's the descendant of... I think what's going to happen here... So, we we found out a few things. This is going to be just completely all out of order, off the cuff, as we just rant about the series. Um, Captain of the ship guy that saved Galadriel Mm. and Pretty Boy, they... um, Like, his son is Isildur, who is the guy who was the king of Minas Tirith that Aragorn is descended from. You make a really good job of making really fancy names sound like they just came out of a pub. (laughs) Isildur. 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 We've already gone over the fact that my accent doesn't make things sound elegant at all. Fair enough. Go on. Um, But... At the moment, he's like a nobody. A sort of nobody. Yeah. He's the son of a disgraced noble who's now just a captain of the guard. as we mentioned, he's also a master of many trades. Oh, no, you're talking about Arangorn. Wait, who are you talking about? I'm talking about Isildur, who's the son of Captain Man. Oh, yeah, okay, that idiot. Yeah. But he goes on to be a king in the original trilogy. He's the king that betrays the elven army and steals the ring. In the opening cutscene from Rings of... Or not ring, Rings of Power. Uh, Fellowship of the Ring. He's the one during the battle. Yeah. That cuts off the hand. He, yeah. he defeats he, Sauron. Spoilers. And yeah, yeah. And he takes... Well, I mean, if you haven't seen that movie, it's been out for... 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, it's nice to know that he's going to start as an asshole and end as an asshole. Yeah, I mean, considering how they're portraying him in this, he seems like a bit of a... To be fair, no, no, no. To be fair, he is a really good person in the Fellowship of the Ring up until the point where he needs to throw it in. And then then he he gives him to temptation. But if you think about it, that's what he's doing in this series so far. He's like a good person and trying to do well until he gives him to temptation. Maybe that's good story writing then. Yeah. 
Are we saying that this they actually did some good writing? No. One of the things we were saying during our, our watch of episode four was that it seems like this series has... They have great set design. For the most part, good costume design with a few questionable decisions. Um, Mostly but, around armor. But with the character writing, like it's really hit or miss. Like Most of it is fairly... The vast majority of it is like mediocre amateur character writing, I'd say. Yeah. And then there's a few examples that are really bad and a couple examples that are good. Yeah. So I'd say like if I had to put numbers on it, 70% is just meh. I, I wouldn't even say that any of the Hobbit and we're, we're basically Oh, right, the Harfoots. I completely I forget always, about them. Because they're so unimportant. Literally the only thing that's happened for them for the first five episodes... They found an old man and then they've been walking. That's true, actually. That sums up the entire five episodes of the Halfwoods. And the, you can't even say that the Halfwoods are badly acted. I, I, I think they have hmm. been doing the job right. Yeah, but girl, it's such a crap fucking job. Yeah. That it doesn't, there's nothing girl, to show. Girl Frodo has been growing on me. Well, that's just bad for you. <laughs> it does sound like a bit of a foot fungus. Um, but... The no, but like in the early episodes, the she was just kind of me. forgettable and annoying. Yeah. Um, and then over time, she's sort of like, okay, I'm I'm starting to at least notice that she's more than just more ambitious Frodo. Yeah. But honestly, Frodo kind of annoyed me during the yeah. Wolverines. Um, honestly, I I don't really remember many points during Lord of the Rings where I actually liked the Hobbits. Yeah, I liked the fact that they ate two breakfasts. Fair. I actually Merry and Pippin, those two hobbits. I really liked them, and that they smoked weed a lot. They they also smoked. I don't. Old Toby. Hmm. That's what they called the weed. Did they actually? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I never picked up on that. Um, but yeah, so that's been growing on me. But yeah, stuff happens with them. Essentially, it's like they. Oh. Episode 4 had like eight different funeral rituals in it. It's just like somebody decided we're going to have like an episode of rituals. Because the queen has the dream about the baby ritual, right? It's not really a funeral, that's just that, like that's, apocalypse. That's a birth ritual, yeah. yeah. So, But then the Harfoots have the ritual where they made fun of the guy who died from bees. That was fucking weird. That was tone deaf. So there, there's a ritual scene for that the Harfoots. so off. The, the knockoff hobbits. And what, what happens in it is they're, like, reading off the people who are left behind on the Harfoot migration. Which I quite like the lore behind that, where they move on, and if you get left behind, you get left behind. They but, basically but they remember, yeah. Dead. And I, I thought that was really good, up until, because it was very somber, and like, oh, we remember this person and this person. We, 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 you oh. know, it's like, we left you behind in life, but now we, we wait for you. I mean, something. it's a bit of a dick move, but I still like that that's, I mean, that's their way it's of a, living. Well, exactly, yeah. it's how they survive. Yeah. But then they get to this guy, and it's like, oh, and this guy, and he just smirks. Uh, he died of bees. <laughs> what an idiot. He was a really nice guy, but he died of fucking bees. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? It's like, it was such a tone-deaf And they're scene. all just laughing. Yeah, exactly, because it, it went from very somber and... It wasn't even he got left behind. He fucking died <laughs> from bees. He straight up got murked by bees. But it was it was one Why? of those. But it, yeah, it just made no 
sense in terms of the tone they were it, setting for the scene because they started it off yeah. somber and quiet and like reverent and then they're like they're like oh we've got to make the half foots look jovial and silly again it's getting too serious there, there's a lot of to- like scenes that shift tone like on the turn of it do you remember the bar scene with the um pretty boy king well when he orders a round of drinks yeah for everyone yeah. so he's like so basically he's sitting around in a local eatery of some variety and um the queen uh not the queen the elf lady is there and everyone in this is back in numenor by the way and everyone there is like really pissed off and they're like oh the elf lady wasn't there she wasn't there in the bar but she was in the city and so everyone's like oh what the fuck you foreigner guys here the elves here the elf lover yeah it's like what's wrong with you and so they it it builds up like it's gonna be this tense fight scene and yeah and they say um the equivalent the numenor equivalent of you ain't from around here are you boy mm. and um he goes and then then the tone just does a 180 and he's like you know what i'm not from around here round of drinks for everybody yeah and Hey, Pulls that money out of his fucking... Exactly. Where did he get all the money? Because he was... A... He was on multiple shipwrecks. Yeah, exactly. He was he was in rags on a raft, and suddenly he has cash. He was begging for work from smiths around the town. Yeah. And yet, I, I just... For a moment, I thought I hadn't hit record. I just had this brief moment of panic where I thought I hadn't hit record. Anyway, but no, but then all of a sudden he's got enough money to buy drinks for an entire like cafeteria. There were yeah. like a hundred people in there, just and then, so he could steal a guild crest, which so that, he fucked up, which the guy noticed. And so then the tone shifts again, and now he's in an alleyway getting the shit kicked out of him <laughs> by some local toughs, or not as it may seem. <clears throat> Bless you. Thank you. And then, yeah, exactly. And then when they beat him up a little bit, then he's like, I know Kung Fu. And he breaks their arm and he smashes one guy's face against a stone plinth. And I was like, all these guys are dead. Spoiler, they're not dead. It's 4v1. Can you... I don't think there's many men on the planet that could do a 4v1. If you're talking about somebody who's like combat trained versus four people who are in no way physical. Well, they are because they're smiths. That's the thing. I feel like the if they could have just like all tackled him, they probably could have kicked him. If they all punched at the same time, Hmm. then he would have landed they would have landed like at least two blows. Yeah. And the pain will just stack up. Yeah. Dumbass fight scenes are kind of a theme of this. And then they pull out fucking swords and daggers. Hold on, let's let's go through this really quick. Um while while we're on the subject of dumbass fight scenes. Mm. There's the dumbass fight scene between the mother and the child and the orc. Right? Remember that one? The one you that hated? That was so stupid. Yep. There's the dumbass fight scene in the very beginning of the series between Galadriel's squad of elves and that troll thing. I didn't think that was too dumb. I know you didn't like it. But... I didn't like it because it was just like, oh, all these elite elven commandos all get the shit slapped out of them. And then Galadriel by herself flips out and kills them all. The, the ending of it was pretty stupid. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, like, the troll I think was in its element and it came at them... Yeah. With with vigor. And so I'm not surprised that it was able to slap a few of them around. Yeah. It, it was made stupid by the ending. Yeah. Uh, then in episode three, we got the... Uh... Mind you, 
You have back on um, oh, something planes. I've got Numenor stuck in my head now. <laughs> um, it's not Maginot. Whatever. Maginot planes when Legolas single-handedly took down an Oliphant with a few arrows. Oh, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, from the original movies. Which, I mean, he climbed up the leg of an elephant and shot arrows into its brain from above. Like, that's uh, unlikely, yeah. but I he's kind of think hero the, power. The thing is that... Yeah, but that also fit the tone of the whole movie. It was also the third movie, I suppose. Yeah, so they, they were kind of, like, raising the stakes. Yeah. But then, uh, so, again... Pelinor Fields. Sorry. We have the, uh, the Matrix style, we kick you with our own chains in the camp. I could also kind of... It was, it was over the top and ridiculous, but it didn't. He was a soldier. There was nothing that really like broke that one for me. So I think that one might be the big no, exception. You're right. It was a bit. So what we're yeah. talking about, by the way, we haven't gotten to this yet, but um, I'm just going to keep calling him Diversity Elf. So he was in, like, he got captured at one point in episode two. Yeah. And uh, they've brought him to some kind of a work camp with a bunch of other elves, and they're using them all to dig a trench or something. Which they caught a lot of elves without the elves noticing. Yeah. I'm just... And I was saying this during the episode. I assume they thought they were dead in combat or something like that. But to what? Again, it's a... I was trying to justify it in my own head. It's a plot contrivance. Anyway... So they, they decide to try... They develop a plan to try and break out, right? And... Um, well, they just need one person to get away to warn the rest of the world. Yeah, basically that this is happening. Which I have problems with later on down the line, but there we go. Yeah. So, Elfman, they, they have, like, ball and chain-like things linked to their ankles. Yeah. And they do these crazy ninja flips through the air to whip the people... Just with the, the main chains. character, yeah. Yeah, just the main character. Um. Oh, we, should we talk about the scene with the tree having to chop down the tree in the water bottle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before this happens, um, they are chatting, and some guy comes over and he's like, "Oh, well, there's a tree in the way. Chop down this tree." And the mm. elves are like, "Oh, we don't like hurting trees." To be fair, it would be the equivalent of if you were in the mine and there was like. A statue of Jesus in front of you. Yeah, or like if if you made like a, a Hindu slaughter a cow to get through a field or something yeah. like that. Yeah, no, I, I get you, and it, it it I get that it has religious significance to elves. Mm. I just don't have any respect for elves. This is fair. <laughs> so in Warhammer or in any other, <laughs> they're always the biggest pussies. Um, actually, that's not that's not necessarily true. They're always like aloof and self righteous, which yeah, I think is why they're very stuck up their own ass. Yeah, in, that's why in I every like fantasy one. media, that's why elves <laughs> rub me the wrong way. I mean, in this, in this, we are you are a dwarf and I am an elf. That's fair. I mean, if if we were to stand up right now, I'd only go up like a couple inches. <laughs> you would actually shrink. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, so um, the the elves are like, "Oh no, we can go around the tree. It'll take us longer. Please don't make us hurt the tree." And the it'll take shorter. Yeah, it'll be shorter if we go around. Yeah, exactly. And um, so they talk back to the orc guards, and the orc like supervisor comes over, and is just like, "You, you have balls. You've earned yourself a water ration." Yeah. 
And while this scene was happening, and they're they're tentatively taking the drink from the water, I'm like, is this like in a war movie where you give your captives some cigarettes and then I you shoot them? I was certain it was going to be like acid, and he was going to die in a horrible way. Yeah. And then they they all kept drinking the water, and we're like, okay, maybe nothing's going to happen. They get to the third guy, and he fucking slits his throat. Yeah, it's like, and I'm like, oh, it is literally that war movie scene. There's so much better thing. If it had been like you know, favor one elf to turn him against the others. And like cause like a rift between the elves. You that think, would be genius. Think that like a uh, Dark Knight scene where the Joker like the one of the the Joker gets like captured, not captured, but yeah. like brought to the one guy who put a bounty on his head, and then he kills a couple guys and there are only two left, and he's like, "Well, one of you can join the gang, so we're gonna have tryouts." And he he cracks like a pool stick and throws it to him, but there's only one slot. Yeah. And then so he, that's that would have also been fucking great. That would have been a good thing to do. I don't know. I mean, I, they wouldn't have changed it because they're essentially fanatics or elves. But and then then uh, diversity elf eventually, when they're about to kill off some of the other guys, just goes like, "Did you?" <laughs> he no. he finally he finally jumps up and he's like, "I'll do it. Okay, I'll cut down the tree." Yeah, so cue, cut down the tree. Yeah, cue him like taking an axe. And just taking one swing and barely chipping it, and then yeah. we cut the scene. Well, and then the tree never gets cut down. That's true, actually. When they, when they cut back, well, I I think there was like it showed that it had like broken off at the top, but the, all the roots that were in their way are still there. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's when they have their kung fu fight scene where they whip them with the chains. And... Yeah, one guy gets up to the top, starts running for the tree line, gets like three arrows in him. Yeah, he gets peppered with arrows. And then it all turned out to be pointless because... They just let him fucking go anyway. Yeah, the the leader of the orcs who looks like an elf but with acne. Who's clearly meant to be look like... who People are meant to think that they are Sauron mm. for a good couple of episodes. But we kind of already knew what Sauron looked like. Yeah, I beforehand. never, yeah, I never thought that that was Sauron. But anyway, so yeah, he um, he just lets the elf go, and he's like, "Go back to the tower, warn people, and run away, or something like that." I don't know. It, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. What was Morgoth species? I, I I don't know. He was some kind of a evil creature of some description. Yeah, that could be anything, and. You know. Everything is an evil creature in this. Yeah. Um, Saruman made the Urukai out of humans. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, he took the local townsfolk. And then buried them in the goo. Yeah, and then b- rebirthed them. That, um, that was something I didn't realize. But I haven't read the... I haven't finished the original books. I'm only going off of the movies. No, I know. You said that in the movies. Do they actually? Okay, yeah. I missed that. Um, but I don't know how the, I can't remember how the orcs made. It. I think they were also possibly originally humans. Yeah, but the orcs do call this new guy daddy. Yeah, which I don't hate. I like the fact that there's like an elf-looking person who like made the orcs. Like there's one evil one or something like that. But also the fact I mean, for a start, they're making all the evil characters elves. Sauron is an elf. That's a good point. And so is this jabroni. Um, Do we talk about booby M&M? Not yet. Okay, that's later. One thing that I want to talk about is 
Uh, I'm just going to call him Morgoth because I'm assuming he's going to be Morgoth. Or he's either going to be Morgoth or he's going to be like an assistant of Sauron, right? You're talking about Elf Daddy? Yeah, Elf okay. Daddy. Okay, go That's for it. That's his name now. Yeah. The point where he like fucking cries over a dying orc. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, that's like being a mechanic, building a rope, building like a thousand robots hmm. and then crying over one dying. Yeah. While he's the one that's killing the robot. I, I, I you, took you that as like, it was it. like a mercy killing though. It was, yeah, it was definitely a mercy it killing. It was like, oh, you're going to die anyway. Go to wherever it's the fuck you go. Putting down a wounded horse kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but there's a, like he's literally stroking the orc's hair, and the orc's looking up at him like, <laughs> and he's looking out, like, huh. uh, and then he fucking stabs him. Yeah, it's the stupidest scene because orcs do not try and make orcs emotional. That that is actually kind of a good point. Like the orcs have been made out throughout every piece of media in this to essentially be emotionless, brutal killing machines, but. Not without certain emotions, like in the... Yeah, motionless is probably the wrong phrase. But... There's that fucking place where they have Sam and Frodo captured, mm. and the orcs and the uruk have got them, and they're in that tower. Mm. And the two leaders of the orc, um I can't remember what they're called. They have... Um, sp- Names. Rotbag and... Um... Okay. Anyway, yeah. And the two leaders are, like, fighting over who gets the mithril shirt. And then one of them gets kicked down the top of the stairs from the tower. He's like, the orc tried to knife me! And then suddenly all the Urukai and the goblins are fucking... Uh, and the orcs are fighting each other. And mm. So, like, they do have personalities. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying they... But they don't have, like... But they're not meant to be emotional creatures yeah, they're not. Cry. Yeah, emotional or, empath- or uh, empathic. Yeah. They're meant to be all the negative emotions. Yeah. They've got rage, aggression. Which you know. Maybe that makes me sound like someone who thinks that enemies should just be single-sided. Yeah. But I... in this case, this is not meant to be a deep dive into the emotions of the Nazis kind of thing. Yeah. It, it's... Yeah. It's, it's a fantasy story. I mean... I'm all for having, like, nuance. I mean, I love it, actually. I love having gray storylines where there's nuance to the characters. Yeah. But... But the orcs? It does seem like a bit of a... If they're named orcs, I can understand that. But these are just generic orcs. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So, we can we get on to the... I, I, I've been kind of baiting around this for a while. The scene that made me laugh with okay. the Queen and Galadriel. Which Queen? The uh, the Queen of Numenor. Sure. Is this in the... I'll, I'll, okay. you'll, you'll know when I start telling it. So, they cut back to Numenor. We're on episode four at this point. They cut back to Numenor, and um, Galadriel has ridden off with the captain of the guard to go and check out a library, and she finds a symbol on an old, like, I don't know, beer coaster or something like that. Yeah. And realizes, this isn't a letter. It's a map. I just had to turn it sideways. <laughs> anyway. To be so, fair, that does sound like us playing Keep Talking, Nobody Explodes. Yeah, that's that's actually perfectly <laughs> fair. So she was just playing that. She was trying to defuse the bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so she... 
she goes back and tries to have an audience with the queen, and the queen is rightfully miffed that it's like, okay. She's not that miffed, because she broke out of prison, almost, yeah. Broke out of prison, tried to steal a ship, rode off like miles outside the city. With her captain? With the captain, who the queen told to keep her out of trouble. Anyway, so she demands, uh, what's it, Galadriel demands the queen, like, reforge the alliance with the elves and come on let's go back and march and take stuff out and then the queen's like uh no and gladriel's like well then let me talk to your dad because apparently the queen is just the queen regent and her dad's still the real father sorry the real king uh but he got deposed and so she kind of says something stupid and the queen's like all right fuck you you're out of here in three days yeah and then Gladriel pushes it even further and is like, like, you can't stop justice. You can't stop. I have a tempest in my soul, <laughs> is, I think is her line. And um, then it jump cuts to Galadriel getting locked in jail. And I fucking laughed so hard at that. Because I've been waiting for somebody to smack the smug off of this person's face for the entire it doesn't work, Shuck. but it's at least a funny scene. It is a very funny scene. And it was it was deeply satisfying for me. Anyway, she's in jail. And this is where Pretty Boy King actually um, gets Galadriel to listen to good advice for the first time in the series. Because he tells her, it's like, listen. It's like, you've been... You're running away like a mad horse. Yeah. Like, just calm down for a second. Think. And maybe use a little bit of persuasion. Yeah. And then she's like, oh. But then she doesn't. <laughs> but then she doesn't. <laughs> then she continue, She proceeds like, oh, to... Oh, you're right. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> he calms her down for enough time for her to realize one like plot detail that she hadn't figured out yet. It's and all then, about two seconds. Yeah, and then she gets steps out of her cell, kicks the asses of the guards. Oh my god, that's the stupidest scene. I forgot about that fight. She doesn't actually oh. kick their asses. Like, she throws one punch at one of them and then just lightly shuffles the other three into her cell she and then locks the door. Pushes. How the fuck did she even lock the cell? I don't know. I don't know why none of the other guards drew their weapon. There are uh, four of them. They're heavily armored. For some reason, the, the head council of the queen is leading this party of guards. And he draws his sword and he's like, Nah, I'm not going to use it. Fuck it. To be fair, he was, you know, his. His talent seems to be in speaking and not so much in fighting, so... What's the... Like, she locks them in the, locks them in the cell, and then what? They all just like, oh, we're locked in a cell now. Let's, yeah. let's take a seat and just, just wait, I guess. I won't go to deck of cards? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so as she... Not again. <laughs> <laughs> so she runs off up to, like, the king's tower, and the queen's already there waiting for her. And she's like, I was expecting you the whole time. Why isn't there a fucking armed guard in the room? Yeah. She tells her, no, there's, there's tons of armed guards outside. outside the tower. We didn't have the budget to put them inside the tower. Not like the king and the queen are in there or anything. Yeah. <laughs> not, not exactly important political targets, am I right? Anyway, so somehow through some bullshittery, she persuades the queen... Uh, no, she tries to persuade... She persuades the queen to trust her intentions but the queen's like yeah i trust you but i'm kind of in charge of a country and so why no. would she trust her why would she trust her? 
She just put her own guards. I, I don't know. In her prison cell. I don't know. Anyway, so she she they put her on a boat, and then some flower petals start falling, which fulfills a prophecy about Numenor falling, and so she brings her back. And then they ask her volunteers to go off and fight the orcs. The the, the Numenor plot lines have like just been shit. They really have been. The there are a couple pieces of it that have been enjoyable to me. I like guard captain guy, who is the same guy as ship captain guy who Even rescued he doesn't him. make much fucking sense, though. He he, he flip-flops around. He's not honorable to the queen. He doesn't actually listen to his elders. Yeah, How not, is he even in power? He is not... He got a pro- con- he's he got not a, consistently written. He got but, a promotion and for not doing his job. That's actually a good point, yeah. And then he... Took that opportunity to not do his job further by taking it out of the again. city. He got promoted again. Because he's now in charge of the expedition. Yeah. So. That's how you get promoted, folks. Fail upward. <laughs> <laughs> he's not even got anything to show for it. It's just like, uh, she thought she was so clever promoting me so that I could, you know, watch the person I wanted to watch anyway. That's a really dumb queen. I can't even say that's his fault. Frankly, if that was me, I would take it and run with it. I mean, yeah. Dude, if... It's it's one of those uh, reverse incentives. Like, if you're rewarded for doing shit work, keep doing that shit work. Yeah, if you get thrown in jail cell, just break out the jail cell, beat up your captors, and they'll give you free armor in a better position. Oh, can we talk about the fact that uh, Pretty Boy King got a guild crest... Like he didn't actually How do did any. He got a guild crest. He, I, I don't know. He got it for. He made some backroom deal with the advisor guy when he was whispering to him when Galadriel was escaping. He he they they had some kind of quid pro quo going on there. Was that it? When he was like, "Don't draw your sword." Yeah, I think that was it, and that got him a guild crest. A guild crest. By the way, in a medieval society, getting a guild crest is something that takes like a decade of your life, if not more. Because you have to do all this training, you have to do journeyman work, going around to different forges and stuff like that, and then you have to impress the people who are already masters, and then they let you go. He was just like, I got a badge for giving a little Look, buddy, little be a pussy. It was... And then he gets the little crust. Amazing. <sighs> um, yeah, everything in Numenor. I mean, honestly, between them... Arriving in Numenor and then leaving Numenor, the only thing you need to know is that they picked up an army. Mm. And that's the only thing that changed. Yes. Isildur got uppercutted in the balls. Yeah, but Isildur's staying on the island, and we didn't know about him before he got the island, so he might as well not be real. But the thing is, this just occurred to me. We know that he has descendants, because Aragorn is descended from him. Right. So that must not have been a very powerful uppercut. <laughs> Wait, no. Aragorn's not from Isilda. He is. I thought it was from... No. Aaron. Gorm. No, no. Isildur, we, we looked this up during episode four. Isildur is the guy in the opening cutscene for uh, the Fellowship of the Ring who chopped Sauron's fingers off, got the ring, and then pussied out and went back. With the ring, Captain. I thought Aragorn was the son of the king of the south. No, that's on him. Oh. So I don't know who the king of the south is going to end up being, but Isildur is the 
I had the the old guy that betrayed the. Oh, I think I just figured something out. What? So, Aragon's the heir to Minas Tirith, right? Yeah. Isildur is the original king of Minas Tirith. Yeah. Minas Tirith. Right now, Minas Tirith is occupied by the elves. Is it? So, well, remember the trees there. You think that's Minas Tirith? It's the only place that has a tree that looks like it. It has the white tree, yeah. I'm just thinking that maybe he goes off to fight and he gets to be a hero and then the elves are like, Hey, have this tree! I think they have, that has to be a twin tree, though, because otherwise, let's, fa- let's face it, the humans cut the shit out of that tree down. <laughs> they have done a whole lot of, like, <coughs> blatant copying. So, like, uh, what is it? Um, Pretty Boy King. Yeah. He's basically a copy of Aragorn. In the fact that he's a king in exile, doesn't really want yeah. to do it. And, and he looks goes exactly back to the same. It. Same hairdo, all yeah. that shit. Yeah. And the, um, oh, what is it? There was another plot line that I was going to say was a, a pretty blatant copy. Oh, there's a, we, we found what, out what Mithra was. Talking about the good parts now, because there are good yeah. parts. As much as we've been shitting on the parts that we were annoying. Yeah. Um, in episode four and five, we finally get to see some more Aragon and the dwarves. Aragorn. Aragorn and the dwarves. I can't pronounce his name. I can't pronounce anything. I've got his name now. I it's not it's... Aragorn. Uh, oh, no, you're right. Elrond. Uh, Elrond. Sorry. Elfman. Um, we get some more cool scenes with him. I think uh, he is my favorite character. Oh, he is. I, I, by, I, well, mine is. Mine's the... The dwarf. Yeah. But yeah, the two of them. But the two of them together have a great dynamic. Yeah. Like us. What are you staring at? Um, so he goes down because apparently they're starting to build the tower now and it's going along well. And um, The Forge. The big elf man, the ring maker guy. Kelbrimore. Kelbrimore, thank you. He's the only one whose name I can remember and it's the most fucking ridiculous. That's because I'm the video game. It is. Because um, I'm a nerd. Anyway, so he goes like, oh, I haven't heard from Dwarf Man in such a long time. Please go see what's going on. Yeah. And so... Uh, Elrond is just like, oh, I, I, he wants, he goes to see his wife. Yeah. He suspects that she's like lying about his Insults her in her own home. He doesn't, he, he does it, but he does it in a very subtle and, um. But then he gets cooled out on it. He does. And it's like, oh, this feels so awkward. Yep. But as it turns out, she was lying. Yeah, which they're all just like very forgiving of the fact that they were lying to each other. Yeah, well, I, I think there's a little bit of it. There's a scene where he goes, so he figures out that um, Dwarf Man is actually doing some secret project under in the deep mines. Yeah. And he goes down there and finds out that oh, they found Mithril. Yeah. But Mithril is something that no one knows about yet. It's a brand new ore. Well, apart from the Elf King, apparently. That we find out in episode five. But the. Yeah, so he goes down there and um, Dwarf Man is like, oh, you're, I knew it, you've been sent to spy on me and all this was just a deceit and so on and so on. Yeah, it's kind of ballsy to say that someone was spying on someone when you're caught in a lie. Yeah. But they, they have a little bit of a heart to heart. They swear an oath and he shows them it and he's like, oh, you really didn't come down here for this. He's like, no, I just came to see my friend. Yeah. Um, then, but yeah, that plot line does alter a bit when we find out that 
the Elf King actually did know about the Mithril. It's some kind of um, life juice that the Elves need because their tree is dying. It shines light from within it. Yeah, and, and it never diminishes. Yeah, it's some kind of god material because it was forged between... I don't know who the human was, but also the Balrog. I think it was an elf. It was some kind of elf hero and the Balrog fighting each other. But, in which case, and that came from the tree, and they've got the tree, so... I think it was the roots of the tree, and it yeah. shot down into the rocks. So the dwarves are literally undermining, literally undermining Minas Tirith, if we assume that, that is Minas Tirith. Oh. I wonder if that's... No, but that can't be right, because those are the mines of Moria. They really haven't thought this plot through in a lot of ways. I mean, Either that or they haven't wrong, really... Ex- I'm, I'm sure it's not the same we, tree. We could be wrong, but if, if the audience watching the show is completely confused about some of the finer details, unless they're planning some kind of crazy plot twist, that's, that's a flaw in the writing, in my opinion. To be fair, we're only confused because we know bits about the actual lore. And the actual lore is something that the writers of this show decided to fuck off with. I think it can't be Minas Tirith. And also... It, it can be the Mines of Moria. I think it can be the Mines of Moria. Did they call it the Mines of Moria? Not in this. Or... Because it might not be. That's a good point. But the entrance... It looked the same. This side of a mountain is kind of hard. Mines of Moria had a massive lake out the front of it. Oh, that's a good point. And it had a different kind of doorway. So maybe it's not my... I don't know, we're speculating at this point. But... Anyway, they find Mithril. They talk about the, the Balrog fighting a hero, right? Mm-hmm. The Balrog is one of countless demons. Mm. So the fact that they specifically mention the Balrog being under this tree... Yeah, we should point out at this point that Blue predicted that they found the Balrog under the mountain in episode 4. And no, it was Mithril. But then they bring up the Balrog in episode 5, and it's like, oh, maybe they actually... You might have actually been pretty prescient with that prediction. Yeah. I don't know, but... The, the Balrog, I guess, was... I, I, I'm not entirely sure, but I think there's like a portal between realms under the Earth, and it's not like the Balrog's actually trapped under the Earth, but he's trapped in a portal under the Earth, whatever. Okay, and they... they they're essentially it's a plot of doom they dig on mars and they find the portal of hell the classic thing is the dwarves that dug too deep yeah that's a plot line in uh, the dragon age games yeah i mean anything with dwarves in basically yeah um i'm pretty sure there was something about the um in the hobbit with the dragon smaug being oh was that yeah because the dwarves dug yeah too you're deep? right no yeah the, the the dwarves tried to do something they dug into a chamber that was owned by a dragon or something like that just kind of like a dragon that has wings that lives underground what i well i don't know if it was or either that or the dragon wanted the dwarves horde you know what the it does can, can we actually i, I don't have, know where the dragon came from actually interesting uh uh version of this in the witcher right mm. Do you know why the dwarves hoard gold and uh, like store it up in massive I didn't quantities? Know there were dwarves in The Witcher. There are. Why do they? Um... Just take take a guess and keep in mind this is an Eastern European game. That's uh, relevant. Well, it's not going to be something as basic as they like money, which tends to be a lot of the dwarf reasons. I'm going to say it's some kind of religious material to them. 
it's because they know that the humans will eventually attack them. And when they do, they're going to flood their economy with gold so it becomes worthless. That's kind of fucking and funny. And fuck the human economy That's as, as payback. Hilarious. That is why the dwarves collect gold in the Witcher series. It's literally <laughs> it's, insurance. It's literally so that if the humans ever attack them, they just flood the economy and suddenly gold is worthless. Wow. That's stupid, but also really genius. It's such a hilarious plot point. I was laughing so hard when I got to that point. They they reveal that in the um, Thronebreaker game. Right. When you're actually... If you actually dig into the dwarven politics and start talking to some of the key movers and shakers there, it's revealed that that's why they do it. And it's it's hilarious. Um, Anyway, yeah, so... God, where were we? Oh, we were talking about the Mithril and stuff. Yeah. Um, let's see. Dwarves come to dinner. Yeah. And uh, steal a table. <laughs> yeah. No context. If you want to understand the context, watch it yourself. But it's yeah, fun. that's episode Funny. five. Episode five. There's a there's a dinner with the elves and the dwarves, and there's a bit of a tense offense contest. Yeah. Like, and the dwarves win. Well, I yeah. say the dwarves. The dwarf. Yeah. There's one dwarf there. Well, not including the beard armor. Were they even at the dinner table? They were standing behind it. Oh, okay. But, oh yeah, they, they the dwarf guards have these hilarious... Oh, the stupidest fucking armor. <laughs> I this, fucking hate that They have shit. a helmet, but the, they, the armor is in the shape of a beard. And they have these little... I don't even mind that so much. Like, if it's covering the neck, then there's a purpose for it. Yeah. It's the fact that it has an automatic door that opens and yeah. closes. They, fact, they, they have a faceplate that does this. And they don't even have to move anything to open it. Like, they don't open it like that, which would make sense. No, it's yeah. on some fucking motor. The, the, dwarf, the dwarf armor has a peekaboo mask. Explain <laughs> how it has automated movement. It's so stupid. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, God. Well, and that's, that's as far as we really are so far. Um, the, the humans... Uh, sorry, the diversity elf and the humans from uh, Morgoth... They're preparing for an orc assault. Some of the humans defected because they're like, oh, we liked the last evil guy. We like you too. Yeah, and I thought the old guy hmm. looks a little similar, but the the time gap is too distant for him to become Wormtongue. Now, oh, Because he's got the right morals for it, but yeah. he's too old already for him to be that old. Unless they give him like some kind of youth drug, but that that's like, he I mean, to be thousands of years old at that point. Yeah, but to be fair, Wormtongue is like completely white, slicked, oiled hair. Like maybe he is some kind of Corpse. zombie. Yeah. But so, just to kind of wrap things up, there are I want to say four the the, the major plot threads are Galadriel and Numenor. Yeah. Um, diversity elf and the evil humans. Yeah. Uh, Harfoots. The Harfoots. I always forget about them. Yeah. And then Elrond, the elves, and the dwarves. Yeah, which is the only good. Yeah. And so there there are four. Yeah. And that is the only good one. No, actually. Okay. The way I'd rate it. Yeah. Let's let's give them a rating. The plot points you'd like. um, Best to worst or worst to best. Let's let's go uh, best to worst. Okay. Best to worst for me. Elrond and the Dwarves. Yep. Um, the Elves, the Humans, and the Orcs. 
Okay. Now, with the last two, at the moment, Numenor rates over the Halfwoods. Because the Halfwoods have nothing whatsoever going on, I'm just bored to tears with it. But they've set up characters, and I am excited for... There was a tiny bit of action where... Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, the, the old uh, hobo that the Harfoot um, girl Frodo rescued. Scared off some wolves. Yeah, he... He used like some kind of like big ground pound wind yeah. attack. He did and I was like, fuck yeah, it's on, let's fucking go. And then, it and was, then nothing it happened. It was just over. But yeah. they're primed to be good, but at the moment, Numenor is at least... Well, there's not much going on in Numenor. But there's more going on in Numenor than fucking just walking. I I would reverse your last two. Yeah. I, I'd rate Numenor at the bottom. I, I agree with you on the other ones. Best one, Elrond the Dwarves. Second is going to be the plot line with the humans and the elf. It's weighing up whether something bad is better than something that's not there at all. My that's my thinking right now is that the Harfoots, there's nothing that has made me dislike that plot line. I I just and there's a few things that have not been positive. The bees. Oh, the bees! Yeah, you're right. Okay, that one's a negative, but. With Numenor, there's been a lot that's been good and bad. And I feel like the bad outweighs the good. So I'm going to sure. put that lower. Fair enough. But that's where we are with it. Yeah. Cool. We're going to keep watching it. There's one episode out right now and another episode comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Episode 7. Unless it ends at 6. I don't know how many episodes are supposed to happen. I'd imagine about 10. Probably. Per series. Hmm. That's another thing. Do you reckon it'll get another series? No. No? At least not with the same budget. They spent a billion dollars on this. Yeah, I know. Like, every Amazon package I get has a piece of tape saying, hey, watch this shit. And to be fair, like... I imagine people are watching it. The production value is there. Because you could... Like, when we're talking about the set pieces and the costumes and stuff like that, they definitely put money into that aspect of it. They just didn't hire people who were good character writers, for the mm. most part. There, there are characters that are well-written. Oh, last thing. We witnessed the first conversation in this entire show where both people had a good point. Episode 5, the end of episode 5. Elf King and Elrond had a conversation. It's always Elrond. Elrond yeah. has the best conversation. Even yeah. with the dwarf... I think he's had some... Oh, yeah, the the heart-to-heart the -heart they had on the elevator about, like, how... You have been here in 20 years. You yeah. missed the birth of my children. Yeah. Like... It's always... Yeah. It is always Elrond. Yeah. But... So he had a conversation with King. And... King's uh, a massive dickhead, by the way. Yeah. King is a massive dickhead. But the King had a good point. He did. And Elrond had a good point. They were debating what to do about the mithril and the dying tree. And I was like, holy shit... An actual compelling conversation between two characters in this show? Quick, quick um, opinion. Mm. So, let for example, World of Warcraft, right? Yeah. Uh, you know of Arthas, right? Mm -hmm. So before what happened, he was a really good king and people loved him and all that stuff. Yeah, and then he... He went to a city to kill a bunch of corrupted humans before they turned into zombies. So basically he was killing humans. Yeah. And then he got corrupted and turned into the Witch King. Mm -hmm. If he was a complete dickhead, 
before this, and he was going in there just to murder them mercilessly for no apparent reason anyway, mm. and then he turned into the Witch King, would it be as much of an effect? No. Not no. even close. So, making King of the Elves an absolute dickhead, and we know he's going to take the Ring of Power yeah. and become a ring raise, mm. would have been so much more impactful... If they'd actually made him a good king beforehand, rather than just saying he's an adversary for Elrond. Yeah, I, I think they're trying to do that, because they do, his argument in that situation is that it's like, I'm doing this to save our people. Like, our people are going to fade away and die if I don't do this. It's way too late, though, and you have nothing to connect with him on any other point that he's made. Yeah. He just looks like a weak king because he sends his well, troops away to the promised land. I think this goes back to what you were saying at the very beginning. We should have had a season one before this. Yeah. Set during the ending date. Because then you might have seen what turned him to who he is. Like, see him make some good decisions. Maybe he was he was more altruistic. Mm. And then the war kind of just made him more like ruthless and jaded or something like that. Also, there's so many more ways you could have written this character. Also, there's like five elven kings. And we've seen one of them. That's a good point. There's like a whole... We haven't seen any of the kings of... Oh, no, no, no. Okay, we've seen one of the kings of men. Did you notice one that the they, um, they uh, dressed him up like the God King Emperor from 40k? Warhammer. Yeah. He didn't have pipes coming out of him. Well, I mean... Massive I, think, I think he's supposed to... Well, in my opinion, he looks like what he did before... He was corrupted. And the laurel got golden. Yeah, the, the, golden he's wearing laurel. all gold. The laurels. He's always got like glowing light behind him. Mm. I don't know. It just, especially in the very end, it was kind of the impression I got. And I guess it's kind of a because Sauron's an elf. It's kind of a uh, a Horus heresy. Yeah. Also, so we, we, son, but... we, we just got a uh, a look well, at Eminem. Yeah. So the the, the Eminem, character... is Eminem a man? I don't know. So the... <laughs> in the a... context of Rings of Power, there's a character in Rings of Power that looks a lot like Eminem, the mm. rapper, and um, he's got boobs. Yeah, we don't know if it's supposed to be a woman or a man, but we're starting to think it might be Sauron, and Sauron might be a girl. Well, that's the thing. So you looked up how Sauron looked before. Yeah, and I got that picture, but there. But that is a woman. We know it is now, but that might have been speculation before from a trailer. Because in the the trailer, you can't see below. Yeah. Sauron. So. Hmm. I I don't know how the fuck they're trying to spin this. I'm pretty sure that was a woman. And in none of the lore. In none of the games, in none of anything that it's, we've seen before, have Sauron been a woman. Yeah. The only thing that makes me think that they might go down that route is... Don't say it. What? Oh, no, no, I wasn't going to say that. No, I was going to say that, like, um, throughout this series, they keep seeming to try to go like, Oh, you think this is going to happen? Fooled you! Uh, yeah, like what happened with the bar scene, or what happened with Gladriel getting Sauron and Morgoth, or... where it's like this isn't actually Sauron, this is some other guy. Yeah, and exactly, or in the, it's like you thought Sauron was a man, he never took his helmet off. Boom, he's a woman. 
I think what the Rings of Power is trying to tell us is women are Oh, my God. You never see... Not you, in the films. It, no, no, no. In, no. in none of the films, and even in the... In the games, you do. In the games, you do. Also, to be fair, in the, um, in the actual books and the extended lore, they do talk about how Sauron was, like, before the helmet and everything, was an extremely charismatic and attractive person. Yeah. Who, like... You know, use that to sway people to his side. Yeah, like Hitler. Yeah. But. I don't know. This, this could go. You've really bamboozled. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm it's... not sure if I hate it or not. Like, cause the thing is, if, if there's absolutely grounds where it's been like, there has actually been no proof that Sauron's a man, then. I have no problem with it, but I, I, that that's this is a, the point of clarification we have to make. We don't really know. We're not experts in Lord of the Rings. I have watched the movies and I have read one and a half of the books, and that's it. Uh, so there probably is something somewhere that would confirm it one way or the other, but we don't have that context. You've really bamboozled me. I, what I'm, what I'm actually kind of surprised at is um, I'm starting to look forward to watching these episodes. Not always for the right reasons, but... I think if we didn't have these conversations... Because that's giving me a whole new vantage point, And I'm like... Yeah. Okay. There's, there's other things I need to it, keep an eye out for. Well, it, to be fair, if we weren't talking about it, I would never have even watched this series. Probably not, no. no. I think I brought it up to you. Um... But yeah, so I hope that the Padfoots thing actually, something actually happens in there. Numenor, I hope that... I, I still don't know exactly the reason and the plan behind them going to the Middle Earth. Aside from... No, it's just stupid. It's just, Everything about that is stupid. Yeah. Um, the architecture's elves, cool. Fucking love that. I want to see that forge completed. I want to see the rings... I want to see how Sauron... Speaks to Celebrimor because they know that Sauron's evil. Yeah, actually, they know that Sauron's evil. But Celebrimor, maybe he's like, I can use the evil to make these rings. That's not how I went in the games. I don't think it was. No. It'll be interesting how they approach that because the way the way it it's supposed to work, right, is that he made the rings and Sauron secretly corrupted them somehow or something like that. Yeah, he had like the final hammer stroke and the, on the last ring, and the last ring was one that could control all the other ones. Yeah, exactly. So he he made like yeah, he made a master key. Yeah, and then he gave it to all of the kings and queens, but all the kings and queens know that Sauron's evil in this universe. Yeah, this is how the fuck are they gonna? I I'm really because there are no rings of power right now. No, none of them exist. This this is this is the timeline in which they get forged. Yeah, which is why Celebrimor is so important. And yeah, and why f- there there are a lot of loose plot threads, and I have no faith in them to tie any of them up. But I'm willing to watch and see what they do. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a character now that's named, but isn't in the future episode. Because then maybe it's like a Sauron was actually disguised as. I don't know, fucking Gimli. And (laughs) that's how he got around it. But at the moment, everyone knows he's an evil cunt. 
And so there there's I Did they actually fuck this up that bad? I don't know. We're gonna have to watch to the end to find out. Oh god. Um which is more terrifying than anything else really. Yeah. Oh. God. Do we even want to talk about any of these other topics on the list or do we just wanna I think it's 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 been, been good. We've been going for an hour. We, we've, we've spoken more about fucking rings of power than we have the entire America trip. That's a fair point. Yeah. But I'm I sure think, there will be more discussion on that in there. Yeah, yeah. We we've I mean we're gonna keep watching it. Yeah. So your dining room is gonna permanently become a stream room until I leave. <laughs> I mean I'm fine leaving all this stuff in here. Yeah. Well, I mean, but yeah. I was going to say, hopefully we can do um, the Moulin Rouge. That's the other thing. Yeah, we, we did do another movie night, uh, just as a quick uh, teaser to end things off. Mm. We watched uh, Moulin Rouge here as our, our movie, what was it, two nights ago now? Have we watched another movie since? No, we haven't. We need to watch another one. Because I've been watching so many movies on the planes. We did watch a lot of movies on planes. Maybe we Which... should at some point just do a run through of all the movies we've been watching on yeah. the planes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Edge of Tomorrow was actually pretty good. It was an old movie. I'm surprised I never saw. Older right. movie. Uh, yeah, the Cruise one. Yeah, I Tom just don't Cru- like Tom Cruise. I'm mixed on him. I like him in some things. Yeah. He, he He's hit or miss for me. Yeah, fair but Anyway, I guess that's where we're going to end it off. So um, this is going to be end of episode 95, the first face-to-face episode of the TMGA podcast. True. If we do another one of these, it's probably going to be the next time I go over to the UK, and we'll have to figure that out. I'll probably bring this mic. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Any final thoughts? Um, hopefully we put in some of the America Trip images and stuff on the first part, in which I, case, I'm sorry for anyone watching on one of the podcast sites, because you won't be able to see them. Yeah. You'll just hear bangs. Oh, computer's just making noise. Don't worry about it. Oh dear. Um, yeah, no. We. I'm gonna be here for a few more days. We're gonna do more streaming. We're gonna do more recording. Yep. We've already uh, recorded one uh, couch co-op session with a camera on, which is fun. The time this goes out, we will definitely be back from America. So I don't know. Post humorously, watch our streams. Yeah. And then you might see us together. <laughs> All right. This is going to be the end of the, uh, yeah, this episode. Thank you for watching, and you will hear us again soon.